Welcome to TechnoSocial. In this episode, we interview Professor Alexander Dugin, Russian political analyst and strategist, often called the most dangerous philosopher in the world. In this interview, we try to contend with the metaphysics of Duginism and what it means within the age of the internet and of artificial intelligence. We asked him about the role of creativity and geopolitics, on chaos magic, and on the war of mind or neuromahia. We've also asked him about political angeliology, his views on ontological design, and the role of Russia in the world to be. We hope you enjoy. We'd like to ask you a first question, which is, I am Portuguese, Owen is English, and both of our countries embody a thalassocratic design. We unavoidably belong to civilizations of the sea. And it can be said that, according to, to, to you, this has a framing to our thought. Um, however, your work is finding its way further and further uh, into Western circles, perhaps because it constitutes a critique of liberalism that comes from outside of it. Why do you think that so many are becoming attracted to your work? So that is uh, not a, is a, a question. I, I think that, um, first of all, I'm trying to, to, to develop um, critical, critical thought. So uh, first of all, uh, I am representative of the critical tradition, and that is attractive. So in all the times when you criticize something radically, consequently, and with passion and with inner hatred, uh, that, that uh, provokes some interest, at least. Uh, second, uh, um, I uh, represent as well the most minoritarian uh, uh, part of, of thinkers uh, who are traditionalists. So we, uh, uh, we ra radically deny any legitimacy for the modernity. And uh, my inspiration is work of René Guinon, of Julius Evola. They were considered the marginals of marginals or, or in the philosophy uh, and the culture. And, uh, but marginals always, or, or sometimes at least, uh, possess uh, everything that the mainstream culture uh, has abandoned. And uh, there are many, many sources and um, uh, origins of the inspiration for those who seek something outside of the mainstream. Uh, uh, and uh, putting together, that is a kind of radical criticism based on the traditionalism that belong to the marginal uh, circle of, uh, of uh, the, uh, our culture. And my idea is to exchange the center and the periphery. What was abandoned should be placed in the center. What is accepted as ultimate truth should be disclosed as some ultimate evil and false uh, face fake metaphysics of modernity. So that is radical revolutionary uh, attitude. And that is, uh, to, to add some elements, it is not just appeal to the past. 
It is postmodern criticism, deconstruction of liberal modernity, not falling in the leftist version when postmodernist is right, criticizing modernity and liberalism, capitalism, but it is the, uh, that postmodernists belong to the same ethic, to the same morality of the progress, of liberation, and they are too modern and uh, uh, not enough post modern so to 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 make one step ahead not backwards forwards it, we need to overcome postmodernist continuing uh, the logic of criticism radical criticism of the status quo so that uh, to putting together that creates something appealing something provoking something uh, something that um, uh, kind of uh, uh, attract uh, the, the minds, not not uh, not uh, banal minds. Uh, those who who seek who seek uh, the truth or inspiration outside of banality, they are normally attracted. And more than that, that is not just um, position for myself. That's my life. I am paying for my ideas by my life, by my physical suffering by my political uh, activism because I'm engaged metaphysic. Uh, I am metaphysicist. I, I am uh, not only a philosopher, engaged philosopher. I am meta metaphysicist that is engaged in the whole process of the struggle on the level of the uh, pure ideas applied concepts, uh, political solutions, and physical acts. So that is the kind of reconstructed wholeness of, of the human being acting on all level of the reality, not only criticizing from um, a safe distance. So being involved uh, in the manifestation and political meeting, visiting France, participating in this military struggle. So that is a dangerous life, as Nietzsche has suggested. So philosopher, philosopher should live dangerous life. So I'm trying to, to live dangerous life, and maybe that is why I'm recognized as most dangerous philosopher, because dangerous, dangerous life is for, for myself, but for the other as well. Because I'm dangerous because I... Uh, I uh, am exposed to the dangers, and I am a danger as well. Okay, let's. I'd love to know a bit more about the traditionalist philosophy and that worldview, because what kind of strikes me is that there's tradition in terms of bodies of land and the people that are attached to the bodies of land and, and the religions that have bonded them together, for example, Orthodox Christianity within Russia, much of Christianity. There's also a kind of esoteric wing within traditionalism as far as I can, as far as I can figure it out. And something that Daniel and I are very kind of intrigued by and work with is what is the place of the esoteric of the mystic within contemporary political and philosophical life. Could you expand a bit on this in the context of traditionalism? So I think that uh, esotericism, as Guinon has defined it, is the core 
of metaphysics of religion and esotericism is uh, a mystical uh, core is the heart of the tradition so uh, uh, according to Genon uh, um, we are living in a devastated world um, devoid of, 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 of the sacred there is no sacredness and there is no religion there is no no spirituality but that started long ago when the religions when they uh, were uh, yet in their power and their force they when they were um, still powerful they have lost these esoteric core so they have prepared uh, the way to the full and ultimate desacralization and profanity inside of themselves. So, first of all, you are losing mystical, esoterical core when your uh, religion, uh, religious belief uh, uh, is not anymore based on the mystical experience. You could not verify your faith. You could not uh, be convinced by your concrete, direct experience of the uh, truth of your of your of your ideas of your con uh, convictions so uh, first you are losing that and after that because your uh, your structure of uh, of your, your belief is just intellectual construction uh, sooner or later it will be destroyed as well so first we are uh, losing esoteric core of, uh, of the religion, ex mystical experience of the sacred. After that, uh, we have this uh, desacralized uh, uh, version of the religious metaphysical teaching. And after that, they, they, they come, the materialists, uh, pragmatists, uh, cynics, and they say, oh no, enough, your, your belief doesn't add anything concrete to our experience. And they, they start to create everything basing on the pure profane experience. But uh, in order to, to get there, you should first accomplish less, less evident act. You, you, you should abandon uh, the hut of of tradition so i uh, in, in that sense because i uh, am traditionalist i'm in favor of restoration of whole uh of frame whole context of religion and for to do that we need first of all restore correct correctly this esoteric or mystical dimension without that that will be purely superficial opposition of one part of totally false um, mental construction that is modern uh, natural science and we oppose to it uh, the other abstraction and we need to oppose to that the, the, the real metaphysical experience that the clear and uh, uh, clearly recognizable uh, experience that changes uh, all changes reality inner and outer reality so esotericism is important and crucial precisely uh, uh, with that. And that is as well what uh, uh, is the difference between modern religions 
and traditionalism. So we could imagine including, as in case of Evola, traditionalist without tradition. And, uh, and that is more important, traditionalist, totally, totally dedicated to the sacredness without exterior frame, but innerly, innerly uh, um, involved uh, in, in the sacredness without exterior, exterior support. And, and that is much better than support without experience. So desacralized religion is the part of the modernity and traditionalism that is in revolt against modernity without uh, external support of religion is much more uh, uh, appreciated. That is part, for example, of my personal experience because I, I came to the tradition not thanks to my uh, my family or my uh, uh, ancestors, but against all that, or, or uh, not thanks to my culture, communism, Sovietism, uh, school teaching, but oh, uh, that was a, revol a revolt and radical uh, negation based on nothing, nothing at all, not on tradition. So tradition was the kind of, of uh, uh, what I have chosen consciously uh, rejecting all the rest. So as that, that was pure experience. So I understand Evola and his uh, Ride the Tiger very well. Mm. Traditionalist without tradition. It's not necessary. I, I, I came afterwards to Christian Orthodox uh, faith, uh, to church, uh, I'm religious man, but what is important, the initial uh, point, starting point, that was not thanks to the religion, but religion was the logical, logical consequence uh, after that rejection of the modernity. And that is this ne negativity, this, uh, this denial of, of the modernity that came from the, uh, from the, uh, from very depth of essence of human being, that is important. That is unmistakable proof of, 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 of this core. That is not about the mode, that is not about you know, tendency. It is not something that comes from outside. The, the real tradition comes always from inside. Mm -hmm. mm. You know, it's like we noticed that the, um, the star of chaos magic is on a number of the books that you've written. Was this a road into you, into this kind of metaphysical experience? Uh, I, I, I don't know. That is a new symbolism. Uh, the sign uh, as the star of magic uh, was introduced recently as a kind of artificial, artificial symbol. But uh, it uh, is very ancient sign and uh, it uh, had the, uh, for sure, different meaning. Uh, I was um, I was attracted to it because it represented expansion, and uh, it's not just the the, the star uh, of uh, with uh, eight eight uh, branches. It is as well the expansion put in the Eurasia. It is the kind of a future of or destiny of Russian Empire. 
to expand, to expand in all directions, to the north, to the south, to the west, to the east. That is a kind of, but at the same time, it is a kind, I agree, that is chaos and chaos and chaos not in the meaning the si the symbol uh, i don't i don't think that uh, it uh, the, the real meaning from the beginning and the ancient time because i have found this this uh, this symbol on the uh, ancient um, icon and in some inscription and hermetic uh, with completely different i i suppose uh, meaning so the meaning is different it's not necessarily mm, a chaotic explosion it is mm -hmm. just an idea to as for example the flower that uh, is opening to uh, all uh, uh, in the same time to the all sides it's not as the rose or, or, or the lily it is a kind of flower that is opening in the same time in all direction that is mystical center it is not rational preference. I will go this way. No, no, I will go that way. I will go all the way uh, at the same time. That, that is idea to, to get as uh, active in, intelligence in Aristotle, nos poeticos, is always uh, expanding in all the directions at the same time. So that is the real heart or the real center or the heart uh, or the core that is expanding at the same time in all direction. And that was as well imperial uh, symbol for Hatland, for Hatland, Russia. So uh, because the hat is, is, has systole and diastole. And uh, uh, in my opinion, Russia is a, ki a kind of living heart with systole and diastole with the expansion and uh, 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 this uh, con contraction. contraction. And uh, for example, now we're living in the moment of contraction when our territory uh, has, um, we have lost many, 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 many earths, many lands, and we, we should uh, come to expansion. Next will be uh, systole. Uh, or, or sorry, diastole, that's expansion, not mm -hmm. contraction. So, and preparing this revival of Russian Empire, or this new, new moment, new phase of pulsing Russian heart, I, I thought this symbol was, was correct. But I would say that uh, uh, if we agree, for example, for com, com, we could agree, why not, with the chaotic essence of the uh, chaotic interpretation of the star, we, we are calling that Eurasian star. Uh, so we could say, we could find that in Schelling, in Schelling uh, understanding of uh, theogonic process inside of monotheistic God, uh, continuing uh, Böhme, Böhme's vision, that is idea that in the God is the chaos. In the beginning of the God, in the God, or, or the will of the God, there is the darkness. There is uh, uh, the uh, unity that um, is previous than being so the the, the uh, divine non-being or divine chaos divine darkness it is condition or precondition to light to appear inside of god and so the nature in some way 
uh, it is reflection of this abyss of, of divine. And so we should, not, we should not have fear in front of chaos. We should come to the chaos in order to overcome it. So that is the Nietzschean, uh, Nietzschean phrase. Only those who bring in their heart, in their inner, uh, inner soul, the uh, chaos, can give the birth to the dancing star. So uh, chaos and star are linked. Dancing star could uh, be born only from those who have experienced the, the night, the abyss, the, uh, the, that, the, that has no ground, upground uh, in German. So only with this experience, uh, overcoming uh, the absolute, absolute nothing, or, uh, we could get to new beginning. So it is not just restoration. For myself, traditionalism uh, and conservative revolution is not just return to the past. It is creation of absolutely new, uh, new kind of cosmogonic, cosmogonic structure out of correct understanding of the present chaos that we should not avoid, but we should overcome. That is why we are using this uh, Eurasian star, but not necessarily in modern interpretation, in many interpretations. Mm -hmm. So Professor, how does that relate to your view of the internet and of technology? Uh, some would say, or I would say that the internet lends itself interestingly, interestingly uh, and connects interestingly with chaos magic or to new forms of informational praxis. How do you feel about this statement also given your traditionalist background and how does that connect with the current technological conditions? So first of all, I, uh, I uh, make difference between confusion and the chaos. Mm -hmm. Chaos, it is beginning or new beginning, on the first beginning, on the, the beginning on the gods, in God or in the nature. And confusion is the last moment. So technology is confusion, in my opinion. So it, that is the kind of rest, residuals, residuals. Uh, um, rests of the previous order and uh, everything in the confusion has or had the meaning that was lost or um, or uh, uh, destroyed but uh, in chaos it, so that, that, that we are, uh, rests and technology uh, dealing with them we are dealing with the past with the past in the most uh, deadly form of the past. They are rests, they are, are corpses corpse of, of, of the uh, previously living uh, entities and concepts and cultures. And chaos, that is something totally, that is, pre, that is uh, beginning of the future, that, that is present. The chaos, it's something that not yet has the sense. So uh, not uh, already has no sense that, but before it had the sense as internet in my, in my opinion is confusion. Uh, in order to, to, but confusion in some way, uh, it is the last stage of uh, culture and civilization or cycle and chaos is the first or previous. Our problem, uh, we're living in the end of uh, the cycle, our 
alchemical alchemical um, challenge is to transform confusion into chaos, to to take something that is uh, uh, a kind of of um, premonition of the future that is embedded in the last stage of the past. Mm -hmm. So we need to, to make difference. It is uh, the, uh, the judgment, last judgment, that is mm -hmm. separation between right and left in the, in the, in the uh, theological, eschatological sense. So we need to, to take from this end of the cycle what is important and less, uh, to and let this uh, be destroyed everything that has no uh, has no uh, value at all so internet um, it is just new kind of living that is cyber virtuality that replaces reality it could be uh, in the modernist's eye it should be something catastrophic because the reality is evaporating but in my opinion reality was from the beginning virtuality the reality was false that was artificially artificial construction and not the 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 the, the being so when we have lost sacredness uh, coming to the realism we have already lost the real being and reality is the simulacrum uh, re reality is virtuality already in itself it is uh, uh, cyber reality dealing with the real things um, modern science uh, has uh, uh, was dealing with the simulacra with object that didn't and, do and don't exist uh, as atoms and so on. So uh, all that is totally false. And when we coming to the pure virtuality, pure uh, internet uh, simulacrum, that is the truth about falsehood. That is revealing of virtual nature of the reality. Not we are losing, not, uh, we could not say we are losing the reality. We never had reality after we had lost sac sacredness. Mm -hmm. Without sacredness, no reality, irreality. And now internet uh, show, shows that. So we are, we are in artificial matrix, or we are just shadows as we were before entering in, in internet uh, stage. So internet is revealing the truth about modernity, as postmodernity in general mm -hmm. is. So it is not catastrophe. It is the end of the catastrophe or mm -hmm. end stage uh, of uh, catastrophe. And we could use that as argument. So not only for um, pragmatical purposes, we, we could use internet as ontological argument for our uh, defending uh, or securing our position in eschatological understanding of the modernity or this transition from the modernity to the post-modernity and from humanity to the post-humanity. Because in, uh, internet is linked to this transition. It is kind to, uh, now we, we, we are still human uh, in, the, in the screen and tomorrow they will be not human in the screen. There will be screen in the human. So we will be replaced by, by our own uh, um, reflections in the mirror. And that is a kind of artificial intelligence that is coming with the 
technology. So uh, I think that technology is a kind of uh, already demonic, uh, demonic reality. Mm -hmm. uh, and coming inside of this demonic reality uh, was, uh, was veiled, was uh, um, um, hidden in the first stage of stages of modernity. And now it is revealed. Mm -hmm. So uh, in that sense, uh, uh, internet is mm, somehow revelation mm -hmm. of the artificial structure of so-called reality. So it feels like what you're mentioning are these, these burned things, these klipoth, these vessels that are just being exchanged more and more with the increasing speed of technology in the internet. I want to ask you about the role of creativity. Um, there, there are you know, some, some, some theorists and writers like Vladislav Surkov who share many ideas uh, that are very interesting. For example, in one of his texts, Without Sky, which I'm sure you're aware, he gives a very interesting fictional and metaphorical account of what conflict might look like in the, in the coming future, where, in the future where confusion becomes perhaps very encompassing. Um, where technology will perhaps strike at the core of design as a political su subject, right? It's really the struggle for the ability to frame that design, which is perhaps what you try to do with fourth political theory. So what is this relationship between creativity and geopolitics? I know you have a connection with theater. Um, you have mentioned something about creating out of these clipoth and trying to restore some unity of the world. Uh, what do you think is the role of creativity in this? So, uh, for, first of all, I think uh, about relations between technology and design, that's very important. I would like to, um, to make one, one remark about that. So, uh, Heidegger, Heidegger has explained relation between design and uh, dasman that's crucial and dasman it is the absolute alienation from the self of design it is still design still design but uh, existing in a totally inauthentic manner so that is the same design but um, uh, uh, totally alienated. And when we consider what is this alienation, or, or how it works, how it looks like, uh, from which part it's, uh, or um, of elements it consists, this Dasman, the figure of Dasman, we are arriving to the technology. So Dasman is technology. Dasman is artificial intelligence. And but now, when we are, uh, we are, we are still uh, living banal and totally manipulated, totally programmed being, we still have possibility to return to the self of our design. We are living inside of this man, inside of society, culture, manipulation, economy, ideology, and so on and so on. We are almost totally inside of this man, but still we have a kind of uh, um, unalienating possibility to make the 
the, the return, the reversal of that. Mm -hmm. So that is important. We, rarely we are using that in the reality. Rarely we convert this possibility in the actuality. But we have that, and that is why we are still being. So that sign, to be, to, to be designed is to be man, is to be human being, is to be human. Design is human. And human can uh, lead unhuman life. When we are under influence of das man, we are not. We are leading non-human life because it is anti-anti-human. Das man is anti-human, but being das man, we are still can uh, can make a return. When we are transforming into the uh, technology, when we are put into the computers, when we are migrating to network, and we are when we are. Uh, uh, the same with artificial intelligence. There is nothing but das man. There is no more design. So it is not about framing or shaping, but that is about annihilating and destroying totally. So we could, uh, from das man, we could return to the self, to auth authentic existing, uh, returning to our relations to death and to, 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 to terror, to horror, by many, many means. But when we are inside of artificial intelligence, when the technology uh, has uh, won totally, so there is no more such possibility. The majority of the people will not remark that, will not remark the transition because they don't use, simply don't use this possibility. Mm -hmm. But they are this possibility. They, they, uh, everybody is the possibility of the return from inauthentic existence to the authentic. The possibility is, this possibility is design, possibility of the return. And Technology, we are arriving at the moment of the decision when we say goodbye to this uh, un unnecessary, absolutely, absolutely un unused normally, totally, totally meaningless and useless possibility. We don't use it. We, and good, uh, goodbye the death, because uh, this technology is uh, gas uh, in pair with the uh, physical uh, immortality. Because design, it is relation to death. No, no death, no relation, no design. And that's a different, uh, different uh, thing. Uh, we will have no possibility to die after a certain moment, because we will have no possibility to live. To uh, life and death will disappear together, and with them will disappear design as such. Concerning creativity, the second part of, uh, of your um, question, I think that uh, creativity, mm, mm, I would like to, 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 to connect creativity with Schelling's vision uh, of uh, what was the art. I appreciate very much Schelling, Friedrich Schelling. He has, he has linked the possibility to create the poets, poetry, music, art, with the human, human freedom. And human freedom, uh, according to Schelling, is the relation to the spirit. Uh, 
And the spirit is something that is absolutely independent from matter, absolutely independent. So it is immortal uh, and that is free. So creativity is kind of contact between the innerest, most inner part of the human constitution that is so inner, so deep, that is almost not human at all. So when we are coming, uh, coming behind some whale in uh, our soul, deeper than we could, one step deeper, we could arrive to this core of absolute freedom. That is the real, real uh, origin uh, source of the creativity. And that is creativity. Uh, uh, all other kind is technical repetition. The real creativity, it is creation of something from chaos, not from nothing, from chaos. But that is something that means to give the meaning to the reality, to the part of the reality, to, to embed the part of the reality uh, taken from chaos in the process of the real confrontation, real contact with chaos, take from chaos and put in the light to, to, to steal some element of the night and darkness and put to the sun and to the light. And that is always for the first time. It is real creativity. It's not repetition of the same. It is something that is unique. So creativity, it is precisely this uh, manifestation, this um, epiphany, uh, this revelation of the in, inner power of freedom. So freedom is uh, freedom not to repeat, not to, to, not to do the same. It, freedom is the freedom from design and creativity and genius. What is the genius? When someone as Rambo, as Hölderlin, as Rilke, as uh, Gottfried Ben, as uh, uh, Lateramon can affirm something that everybody recognizes immediately as the, uh, the absolutely uh, absolute uh, truth, true, but that was never said, uh, said or created or uh, uh, described or exposed uh, before. So there is, the, uh, th that is the genius. So th th that only th that who is totally free, that means in the contact with the um, inner freedom, that is spirit or geist, uh, according to, mm -hmm. uh, to Schelling, only that can really create. So creation is not uh, outward action. Creation is first of all inward inward orientation and from the depth of, 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 the, of the spirit inside of us could follow this real creation of some object. So creativity is the mystery, uh, I, I, I think. Creativity is the big mystery and we could not explain creativity as technology. It's something completely opposite to that. Yes. Um... I think actually in one of your videos on the pandemic, you did mention that there is a specific type of human that is able to withstand the angst that comes from facing death head on directly, this sort of master morality of not being that man, but perhaps, you know, having that, getting that creativity from the core of chaos and from a personal confrontation, which is why perhaps fourth political theory is, is 
not something for the many, but the subject is the few. Um, so I want to perhaps throw something uh, in here. So in this podcast, Owen and I, we, we, we like to explore this idea of ontological design, designing as, as a creative practice. In other words, that it might be possible for creative types to um, perhaps, I, I don't want to frame it like this, but I guess you'll understand. It is possible for creative types to leverage technology to inframe the sign deliberately. Now this can have two outcomes, the shipwreck or the ship. There's a potential disaster and there's a potential for something else. Um, and this is different, we believe, from a typical response, uh, from, from trans, is different from transhumanism, from posthumanism, from this typical positivism. We believe it's possible to create epistemic fields, to design belief systems and worldviews, manipulating precisely the subject matter of the newosphere, mind, memes, and information. We believe perhaps there's a possibility for building self-contained systems of reference, self-contained ontologies for small groups so that they can defend themselves against the upcoming future neurological colonization by the collective AI, the collective Dasman. Um, so I just wanted to, to throw this idea to you and, and ask you, how do you feel about it? So it is interesting. Uh, I am not acknowledged uh, with the details of this. Yes, of oh, ontological design, it's uh, uh, interesting words, but it's heavy because ontology, it's not easy, easy thing. Uh, so ontology, it has a, a relation to the being and the being, we could not, could not um, imagine creating being. So being, we, we could hope to discover it or, uh, in Heideggerian uh, sense, or we could, uh, uh, or, or we could um, uh, hope on how to, how to submit being to the spirit as uh, we're using Hegelian or Schelling uh, of the, uh, the terms or the, or the Schelling. So uh, the, the, the being is, is very, a very, very serious category. Uh, uh, but um, uh, I think that, um, uh, uh, first of all, I, I, uh, uh, I support all the efforts to resist of resistance to the mainstream, mainstream kind of culture. Uh, so uh, if uh, um, you, you are going, you are trying, or, or you are willing, you are wanting to, to create so-called ontological design in order to fight against Dasman, against the um, uh, global liberal hegemony or, or unique, uh, unique uh, uh, type of, of thinking, I, I support that from the, from, well, by principle. So uh, if you think that uh, this kind um, of groups or networks could, could be a kind of island of resistance uh, in the upcoming uh, uh, era when for sure we are going to deal with some concentration camp inside of internet or technology because it is purely now we see it clearly uh, that uh, modern liberalism uh, ha, uh, is uh, uh, openly totalitarian and mm -hmm. 
this transition from the old liberalism to new liberalism and to technology to progressism and to uh, to artificial intelligence is somehow embedded in the logic of the western history it is not just the evil evil design or evil evil thoughts or evil uh, will of some bad guys it is not about bad guys it is about the west it about the last five centuries and maybe longer of the western history and not about the evil Biden and mm-hmm. uh, uh, fake news or some yeah. some monsters of uh, high technology or big pharma or big data. So all all this uh, all this uh, conspiracy theory is rough uh, rough approximation too 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 distant from the reality. But we are dealing with something much deeper and much. Much more serious than the bunch of uh, of the bastards uh, that have usurped the, the world power. We are dealing with the history, with Zeitgeschichte, as Heidegger said, the, the, the history of the being and technology uh, and alienation is a necessary part of this dialectic. So uh, I, I think that that is serious, and uh, if that for sure has to arrive, we should be prepared how to deal not with the present, but with the future. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, we, are, uh, we, 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 uh, we certainly should not defend uh, present. We should in, be engaged in the future fight to create the island in this ocean of, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, of the total submission, uh, uh, total big replacement. Today, uh, our society are replaced by immigrants, but they are still human. Uh, and uh, tomorrow they will be, there will be the greater replacement, the replacement by, of all human, by uh, post-human beings of different kinds. And not only by robots or cyborgs, maybe of new kind, artificially created creature, so-called natural and so on with viruses and New, uh, other, uh, new other kind of uh, being. So we should be prepared and we should respond to this threat or this uh, eschatological, ontological threat with new means. So if you understand under this ontological design the cre- creative search or elaboration of this new means, how to deal with them, mm-hmm future and not only limit ourselves to, to, to protest against them. I agree that, with that, and that is a good idea. So we need to try all the ways possible. So if we agree on, the, on some principles, there are no, no norm or rules or actions. So paradoxically, uh, they, uh, they blame me for being totalitarian for, and, and so on, but uh, I'm in a position to defend the freedom. So not only for myself or, or the people who, who think alike, I am defending the freedom for those who don't agree, who, who don't w- uh, agree with myself. Because for myself, the freedom is the human. The freedom to be free is to be human, but that means is to be free liberal and illiberal. But they think that there is only one freedom, to be liberal. There is no freedom to be liberal. They don't consider uh, this use of liberty other than uh, their. And they, that is precisely when totalitarianism, totalitarianism begins. And uh, that, that is normal situation when 
uh, we are blamed for, for being quite opposite that we are, and those who blame us are quite opposite uh, for those they try to, to try uh, um, expose or present uh, uh, themselves. So that is interesting uh, situation. So they are really dangerous, and we are trying to save ourselves and our, uh, all the other from them because they are the real danger. So they, they say, oh, uh, uh, we are bringing to the peace to the world, and they are starting the wars. You and you, they say, we are, we, are, we are bringing with us the justice, and they create the huge difference between rich and, and poor. And they destroy everything. They destroy nature, they destroy mind, they destroy uh, human relations, they destroy all values. Uh, and they say, oh, no, we, are, we, are, we are bringing you new one, new values, but they don't bring anything. They destroy, just destroy. And we try to defend, to create new values uh, against them, the real new values. So uh, that is why I think that uh, uh, there should not be some dogmatism in forced political theory. Uh, I am in some, in somehow the father of forced political theory, and I will be the first to accept and support something that will be totally different, some unexpected, uh, unexpected consequence on uh, application that you, the people could, could, could uh, 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 find there, or if there will be new, new concept, a new theory that will def defend our common freedom, my freedom and not mine, the opposite. I will support that as well. So that is why as well, I, I, don't, I don't want to, to give to first political uh, theory other name, just first political theory, nothing else. It's just outside of the liberalism, communism and fascism and nothing more. Uh, it is undefined, it is not clear, it is not for, for the majority, it is confusing maybe name. But at the same time, it is clearest name because there is no name. If I would, uh, I would call that such or such ism, that will be one one artificial creations more. So we need to find uh, each people. Portugal. Uh, I, I, by the way, I very much like Portugal uh, culture, saudade, uh, saudadismo, uh, quinta imperio. Uh, so I am very very, uh, uh, and I have many many friends in Brazil where uh, as well uh, Brazilian Portuguese mysticism was developed. So I, I really, uh, I, I, and I think that as well, I, I have dedicated to England uh, one uh, volume of my, my book. And I think that England is marvelous country. So one thinks this, this Anglo-Saxon imperialism and liberalism, and that is totally different kind of English identity that we could not reduce to that. So I shouldn't be blamed. I, 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 um, like when I uh, start to, to, uh, to search, to, to understand, to, to explore some culture, so I, uh, for sure, I'm almost immediately I'm falling uh, under influence of this culture. So I, I discover uh, unknown, unknown sides of this culture. And so thalassocracy is only part. And there was Celt, uh, Celtic thalassocracy was totally different from, from modern. So that is 
all everything has um, many aspects. And uh, uh, returning to the first political theory, I think that first political theory should be special and had, uh, should have special name for Portugal, Portuguese world and maybe different name for anglo-saxon world maybe different for german for italian greek uh, islamic turkish shia african uh, chinese so it is not about the world and a new system universal system it's just invitation to overcome the the, the the modernity invitation to overcome the western hegemony and colonization of minds and the western minds are as well are the victims of this colonization, but they are colonized not so much by the West, but, but much more by modernity, mm -hmm. because modernity is the other form of colonization. Modernity has colonized traditional West. Mm -hmm. So the West, uh, West uh, Western humanity is under control of this colonization accomplished by special kind of culture, of modern culture, that have destroyed the roots, that, that has cut the ties with the deep identity uh, of, of the European people. So that is not about the West against, uh, uh, the, uh, the, West, uh, the rest against the West or East against the West. It is about uh, decolonization, decolonization of all of us. Mm -hmm. So uh, and geographical, and uh, temp uh, uh, temporarily, uh, temp uh, temp uh, decolonization in, in, the, um, in the term of temporality. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So it seems as if the wars of today and of the near future are not only traditional wars, but also going to be fought in the plane of mind, in the new sphere. You've introduced the term Nuomahia yourself to characterize some of these larger movements in the new sphere. Others have also used the terms uh, fourth generation warfare, war that uses information and other asymmetric means. Um, said that, I want to ask you if you could tell us a little bit about what you mean by political angeliology. Is it the war between angels? So that is uh, one of the theological uh, theological expression that I am using. Uh, uh, inside Noamahia. First of all, first of all, uh, in the modernity, you could uh, mention God, maybe as metaphoric, but you could not uh, recognize the existence of angel. That's very interesting. So, if uh, you could speak on, on the cathedra in the university about God, but if you mention, just mention angel, so you will be uh, put in the madhouse immediately. So you could believe in, in God as case, universal case, a big bang, or some, something like that. Uh, cause, cause of the things, not case, cause. Uh, but if you mention angels, so you are done. So it is outside. So only crazy, crazy men, clinically crazy men could ev evoke uh, angels seriously. So, and, uh, but and interesting that in our religion, as well in Christian religion and Islamic religion and other religion, they say always, almost always about angels. And that is the first line of separation. If you believe, if you are Christian, if you are Muslim, if you are, if you are a religious man, uh, 
please, first of all, believe in angels. God is a kind of basis for all, is ground, but please believe in angel or stay with the modernist. So that is the first test, I would say. So angel is that something that, that is kind of introduction that initiates you in the sacredness. So belief in angels, it is belief in the secret meaning and the, of, of the things. It is, it is just philosophy, religious philosophy, obviously. And interesting, the figure of angel was used by Rilke and by Heidegger, by atheist Heidegger, uh, when he uh, interpreted Rilke's uh, poetry. He has used the, the symbol of angel precisely as the figure of the future, and the passage of the, uh, of the balance from the hands of the merchant to the hands of the angel in Rilke's, uh, Rilke, uh, um, uh, Rilke's poetry, Rainer Maria Rilke's uh, poetry for Heidegger signified precisely the new beginning. So I, I think that uh, angel should be reinstalled in our uh, our, uh, our life in our understanding, and we should not be afraid. So we shouldn't be afraid of anything, but we should not uh, be afraid to, to appeal to angels. And second, uh, for me, that is the figure that embodies a kind of sacred level or sacred, uh, sacred level of the reality that exists, but that exists not only just appearance in dreams or visions, that is the uh, concrete active power behind the history, behind the civilization. And ancient people believed in the angels of, of, of the peoples. There is the angel that is a kind of collective self, mystical self. So we could speak about the angels of Russia, angels of uh, Portugal, uh, angels of France, and they are not just metaphoric metaphoric way of speaking they are beings beings very powerful very serious being and if we accept their existence geopolitical uh, or political level the confrontations oppositions war become immediately something much more much more important so that is precisely as iliada of homer was uh, was written so it is just return to homerian understanding of the things so on one level there is the fight between two armies on the other level there is confrontation between the gods and many things that could not decipher interpret correctly understand on the one level has explanations on the other we have totally lost the second second level of the reality uh, where ideas, gods, or uh, angels in the monotheistic, monotheistic religion uh, um, have their uh, legitimate places. And so we have impoverished the reality. So uh, I, I, uh, my idea is to restore uh, full-scale understanding of the wars, of the conflicts, of the politics, 
uh, applying to these figures in the monotheistic but traditional sacred that much more in the spirit of Middle Ages without metaphoric understanding, oh, that is about just way of speaking. It is not a manner of speaking. That is a, a, a manner of being, in a manner of being, not in a manner of speaking. So uh, uh, that's uh, in a manner of being uh, a, a, a appeal to the angels. It is a kind of a, a, um, a semantical explosion inside of the, uh, of, of, the, uh, of the reality. And we could combine traditional theological uh, hermetic understanding uh, of the reality with the modern politics because it's not about how the ancients interpreted their their, their history that is about how uh, because uh, we Christians we don't believe in the past we don't believe in the God that was we are living we are believing in the God that is and that will be and if the God is, and that is why we are Christians, I am Christian, or we are religious people, the other people. So if the God is, the angels are not, don't, don't belong to the past. They belong to, 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 to the present uh, yeah. as all this God's creation. So we uh, exist because of God because and with angels. We are creatures and we have our missions in this creation altogether. So why deny the exist, existence of our uh, hidden power? We uh, and angels, we are, uh, we are fighting in the, same, in the same camp against our common enemy. And that creates from the uni-level uh, reality, two-level uh, reality. Uh, and Noamachia, uh, that's the name of my uh, big, uh, big work uh, that uh, has 24 volumes, it is about, not about an, uh, uh, geopolitical angelology, angelology. it is about uh, and the, uh, the, uh, the form how to interpret different cultures. So it is an epistemological uh, structure that uh, uh, is based on the three logoi. Uh, I have added to uh, Nietzschean uh, Apollo versus uh, Dionysus a uh, third term, a logos of Sibylle. And the logos of Sibylle, or great mother, has changed everything because uh, Apollo against Dionysus is it is uh, kind of uh, kind of incorrect opposition because inside of the figure of Dionysus was put was included something that was totally totally alien to his his character that was put the, the cult of big big great mother the Sibylle that was totally different not totally different mythological or religion figure that was the totally different logos Le, uh, much less known uh, a, 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 a kind of occult uh, or hidden logos and um, using or um, revealing this third third logos uh, of Sibylle, uh, the relation between different culture, religions, reforms, uh, civilization, their confrontation, their inner dynamic, their history become much more complicated and much more correct, uh, in my opinion. So, and I, I've tried to, 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 to test 
my hypothesis about this uh, these three logos uh, logoi three logoi uh, uh, in different cultures i uh, had m- uh, before myself many authors they have applied this nietzschean concept of with two logos what was apollinian in one ca- culture what was dionysian in a- a- other so i had already the, the huge amount of 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 um, of, of, of persist uh, persist information kind of already already organized organized uh, um, structure of interpretation but Adding of the third logos has changed dramatically and radically that, but that was not from the from the zero. That was continuation of what has made Culiano, Eliade, Toynbee, Spengler, Danielewski, many others. So uh, uh, Gomelov, uh, Dumizil, many, 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 uh, many authors. So I, uh, oh, Evola uh, with Genon, they have. Uh, made very interesting, very important uh, st- uh, structuralizing uh, work about mm-hmm. religions and culture. So I, I've tried to put that together, and with the help of this concept of three of three logoi, I have tried to find them in all the culture. And from the beginning, I, I have promised to the readers: if I will find fourth logos. Or if I will come to the conclusion that two logos are enough, I will abandon. I will abandon for sure my my hypothesis. I don't. I didn't want to insist. It's not about dogma. It's just search. I would like to 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 give some shape, some logic to um, the multiplicity of, of immense cultural events, structure, and uh, after ending the twenty fourth volume. I uh, ha- have come to conclusion that that was correctly correct from the beginning. So, so we could uh, um, describe all existing, all existing cultures of the archaic types, small tribes, big uh, civilizations with three logoi. It, uh, but interesting that they are changing. They they are always there. They are confronting. They uh, are replacing each other. Sometime for some period, one of them um, uh, dominates and after the other. And there are some vague, vague pattern for that. But I couldn't say that I have come to, 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 the, to the end. I, I have prepared the next, next element of the chain in order to decipher the human uh, history more correctly, but I didn't, I didn't, um, uh, I, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't reach uh, the, the clear vision what was the uh, pattern of that. So that was uh, um, organization of the chaos of cultural facts in some structure, but it is not not uh, universal. For example, I have seen in many African African tribes and, and uh, civilizations the changes. They are not absolutely not uh, the logos of Sibylle, as mm-hmm. many African African thinkers thought. 
uh, de developing the, their idea that their culture was more African culture was more materialistic, essential, or uh, closer to 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 the matter. Not at all. They are so different. So the dialectic and difference inside of African continent was so rich so, and didn't correspond to any to any um, universalist uh, pattern. So the same with uh, many other cultures. So uh, I, I, that is, didn't, it isn't finished in the sense that I, I, have, I have come to some universal law, how, how these three logoi behave themselves. So we could identify them, we could find them in all the cultures, in the different level of the cultures, on the deep, uh, uh, low level, on the high level. Today we are living in the Western uh, under logos of CBD. Mm -hmm. As, uh, so we are living in the so archaic past. We, we think that the modernity is modern. It is very old. It's older than many things. So modernity is extremely old. So that is the logos of Sibylle that uh, is prevailing now. That was defeated uh, 6,000 years ago in the Mediterranean, on European, Eurasian, Eurasian continent. So mm -hmm. that, we're living in there, uh, that is return, a return of great mother of titanic civilization, pre-divine pre civilization. So modernity uh, has its own mystery. So, uh, in that sense, um, Naumachia, uh, it is um, a little different than just the, uh, um, the fight against angels. That are different, different meta-epistemological uh, meta structures conflicting with each other. And the product of this conflict, it is the history, the history itself. History, it, uh, it is the meaning of the history, and the history is nothing but the meaning. That Husserl, Husserl who has said that. That there, the, the meaning is not embedded in the history. The history and meaning is the, the same. Because only that has meaning enters in the history. All the rest, uh, all the rest uh, uh, is, uh, is uh, left outside of it. Mm. Professor, we've been going for over an hour. Would it be possible to keep you for a few minutes longer for a couple okay. more questions that you need to go? Okay. Yeah, because I'm curious to ask as a follow-up to this, you've mentioned this idea that modernity lives under the logoi of Sibeli. I would love if you could expand on what you mean by that a bit more and perhaps also frame what your vision for Russia and the destiny of Russia is as kind of the... Is it the antithesis? Is it the negation of this? Is it a kind of stand aside of it? And where, so what are the logoi present in Russia at the moment or, or did you aim for? So uh, that is, uh, I, I, I will try to, to respond. Uh, logos of Sibili, uh, Sibili uh, is a uh, uh, kind of um, vision uh, of the reality from the bottom to the top. That is the kind of growth, the matter, is pregnant, that is the, um, the matter uh, has the inner principle in itself and it creates everything. And that was a kind of matriarchal civilization that 
prevailed for the thousands of years before coming of new kind of archaic societies with clearly masculine uh, orientation, with patriarchal. Uh, Bachofen has uh, 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 has explored this uh, civilization, and Hermann Wirth, very particular, very strange German scientist, Hermann Wirth, uh, followed uh, Bachofen and uh, studies of this uh, pre-Indo-European, uh, Mediterranean and Eurasian uh, matriarchal civilization. And Logos of Sibylle is precisely that was uh, reflected in the myths of the titans, of the, um, some of the feminine divinities that, uh, uh, that had special kind of metaphysical organization of Mycenaean civilization, of uh, ancient Anatolian civilization in Mediterranean, but as well, I have, I have discovered the traces of this civilization on the border of Eurasian continent, uh, among the Picts, uh, among uh, in, in the in the Scotland, uh, in, in the England, uh, among the some uh, Palo-Eurasian um, ethnic groups of uh, uh, Eskimos and Inuits and other. So in uh, Malayan culture as well. So th there are the rests, uh, the traces of this very very ancient civilization and. In the philosophy, in the pre-Socratic philosophy, that was um, as well present in the uh, atomist uh, theories of Democritus, for example. So the atomist uh, idea that there is something material in the beginning and the void, the atoms and the void, that is something as kind of uh, echo of this matriarchal vision. Uh, so that, that was idea that everything gets uh, uh, from the earth or uh, uh, under earth, from the bottom of the reality. And the bottom of the reality is the unique reality that everything is composed on it. And Lucretius, for example, was representative on that, um, that vision. And if we compare atomism, evolutionism, this materialism of the ancient time uh, with the modernity and the modern natural science, we will be struck, struck by radical similarity. It's something incredibly, incredibly close to that. And there was the fight between Plato and Aristotle on one hand, and the Democritus, uh, Democritus Epic, Epicurean, uh, this materialism in the ancient time. And that time, Aristotle and Plato have won, and materialists uh, have lost. In the uh, modernity, in the beginning of the modernity, it was quite, quite opposite. Uh, there was attack against Aristotle and Plato inside of scholastic, inside of modern, first modern authors, Galileo, Galilei, uh, as Newton. And they have, this time, the, the, the atomists have won. And they have, uh, 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 they, they have destroyed Plato and Aristotle. And they have uh, installed the Logos of Sibylle, very ancient Logos. So uh, the modernity started with uh, immanentist uh, materialist uh, reality that 
was continuation of the matriarchal, very ancient civilization that regarded, regarded the, the heaven as the product of the earth and not the uh, earth as uh, everlasting uh, uh, eternal being as the patriarchal vision. And it sta that started with the materialism. And now we are living in the last stage of all of us of Sibylle uh, with feminism, with emasculinization, with destruction of, of uh, families. Interesting that uh, uh, the homosexual uh, Eunuchs, eunuchs, participated in the early procession of uh, Sibylle. So that was a kind of change of the of the sex. Was the one of very important um, spiritual practice in the cult of the Sibylle. So that was a, a mass, uh, um, uh, castration, and castration was uh, castration of the uh, physical and psychical and metaphysical castration. Everything uh, is the great mother. And you are used by great mother, um, uh, you are abused by great mother, and you are killed by great mother. And you will be rebirthed once more, and that is Atis and Sibylle, that are the ancient myths. Now we are coming to, to literal a literal reflection of this cult in the culture we're living in with gay prides, parrots, they are purely Sibelian. They are purely Sibelian. We are living in the uh, change uh, of transsexual culture and transsexual culture became, becomes political, political correctness, becomes political strategy of United States of America with Biden, Kamala Harris, not with Trump. So, we are living in, in, in the last stage of the uh, uh, Logos of Sibylle, and that is not new. It is new for our patriarchal culture. That is new for last 6,000 of years, but it is very old because it is m much older than last 6,000 uh, of years of our classical patriarchal uh, in the European and not necessarily in the European, Sumerian. Mm -hmm. uh, culture. Concerning Russia, I have dedicated to Russia three volumes, the last uh, volumes of, of my work on Naomachia, and they're the biggest ones. So it's uh, very difficult to uh, uh, explain. My main idea that Russia is not too much uh, linked to the mother feminine. It's not, that, that, that is the common image, but that is not so. And in my opinion, there are two logos dominating, dominating uh, in Russian history. The state and the uh, logos of the state was almost the same as the, in Western Europe. So the difference on the level of the Russian state uh, mentality of the tsars, of the princes and aristocrats, uh, boyards, were almost exactly the same uh, as Western Europeans. So they were, there was not some special Russian logos in that. That was much more influenced by Byzance, uh, Byzantine culture, but that was the part of, of the, of the, of the uh, Western European logos that was Apollinian. So Russian state was Apollinian. Uh, 
civilian elements came to Russia with modernization from the modern West, not from the West as such, but from the Western modernity. And uh, uh, that was from the uh, uh, top to the bottom. That was imposed on our population by the state. Apollonian state itself has brought civilian elements of modernity in the 17th, uh, 16th century and 17th, uh, 17th and uh, 19th, and, and, uh, uh, and finally with Bolshevism. Bolshevism was the purely civilian creation, materialism, but it was Western. Uh, and Russian peasantry, always from the beginning, from the early, early stage of Russian history, uh, had different logos. Uh, that was uh, our case was particular maybe because uh, our peasantry, the majority of Russian population, was Dionysian. That, that was totally, we, we had no uh, transcendental verticality. That was about horizontal sacredness. That is much more than plat platonic. That was horizontal sacredness of, of the god of the wine, the god of uh, uh, the return of the uh, of the seed with uh, uh, bread, uh, and that was about ag agricultural uh, civilization. I am calling that uh, civilization of Demeter. Demeter. That was the. But that was not the same as Sibylle, totally different, uh, totally different goddess. The, uh, that was Dionysian goddess, Demeter, Dionysian goddess. And that was, uh, uh, this logos was almost totally unknown and absent in our history, in our chronicles. The, the aristocracy didn't, didn't mention don't, doesn't speak uh, uh, about uh, what the Russian pe peasantry was. So they ignore them. So they, they consider them to be some, some slaves, maybe uh, serfs. Uh, and it appeared only with the beginning of Russian enlightenment in the beginning of the 19th century. And that was creation of Slavophiles who have discovered Pushkin, Russian poetry, uh, Russian um, silver, silver age, so-called silver, silver age, Dostoevsky. So the, the people was discovered. Mm -hmm. And this Dionysian Logos was discovered as well and studied and learned with Silver Age, with Rosanov, with Vyacheslav Ivanov, uh, the, the philosopher, with, uh, with uh, Solovyov, with uh, uh, Bulgakov, with uh, Florensky. They have discovered that. But after that, the Logos of Sibylle in communist Bolshevist form has sub suppressed, destroyed uh, once more this, this Dionysian Logos of Russian people. And uh, we have passed one uh, 17 years un, uh, uh, under the radical atheist materialist from, bo bo uh, from bottom to, to the top, uh, godless, uh, godless uh, civilian, uh, civilian logos. But that was not real atheism. That was not real rationality. That was the mystical, mystical, the, the uh, titanical mysticism. That was pure satanism, a kind of satanic, 
satanic society, satanic civilization. And liberalism was of the same kind. So liberalism, it is not alternative to, to this Siberian uh, version, at least the new liberalism. So uh, now we are living inside of Logos of Sibili, and modern Russia um, doesn't represent really alternative, ideological alternative. We have many ancient traditions, we are not so modern, but we are on the same, the same route, on the same way. We could not consider modern Russia as real alternative. In order to, to, to affirm such things, we need to have totally different society. We should be uh, alternative, but we should discover, discover first our real identity, identity of the state that was Apollinian and the identity of the people that was Dionysian in spite or, or against this modernization, liberalization, westernization, uh, and technological, technological um, uh, attack. So uh, it is not something taken for granted, this opposition. So it is just, just a kind of image that Russia is really against the modernity, the Western postmodernity, but but when uh, the uh, globalists, when they consider what Putin has done and what I have said, they have a fear that something could happen when these two, two lines will really in, in, inter, interfere, intersect. So uh, if uh, we, we add the, the, the weight of real, of real alternative to the modernity, to some up to the, some uh, some uh, resistance to 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 um, uh, to quick modernization that is present inside of Putin. When they add, they they see the structure, the the strategy, and the logic, and the purpose, and the, and the, uh, where there is just uh, just. Uh, Instinctive, instinctive uh, reaction. Putin doesn't say, uh, oh, let us deny uh, modernity, let us deny the West, let us deny materialism. He say not, not now, just not now, a little, little later. He, he is not about uh, the direction or, 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 or of, the, of the history. He is about the speed. As Trump, I think. Trump is not alternative, really. He, he just, not now, a little later, not so, not so quick. So it is about um, slower, 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 slower. Uh, and uh, uh, that is important. But when you start to, to, uh, to, to, to put on the brake, to, 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 to try to, to, uh, to make the move, uh, slower, uh, slower. So it is the chance to change the direction. I am about to change the direction at all. Not go uh, slower. Uh, we, we need to go the other, uh, in other direction. Not uh, where these uh, logos of Sibylle su suggest. So we need to, to, to avoid. Uh, it is not our, our destiny. It's important. So it is not our destiny, for sure, it is not the destiny of the all Western population. So some part of Western population uh, has made this decision to go to the hell, and the other are the hostages 
of, of those who has made this decision. And being human, they can uh, they can uh, choose other 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 uh, other uh, other camp. And interesting in my in my study, I have discovered that in all societies, always when where there are humans, there is possibility uh, to have access to all three logos. So we could not say, oh, there is no more logos of Apollo. Always there is the logos of Apollo. Always there is a logos of Dionysus. Prevail can one of them, and always there is the logos of Sibylle. It, it, it can be that one prevails, but prevails, that doesn't mean excludes all other. So that is as well uh, one of the uh, of the secondary level laws uh, of the noumachia. So we could not imagine human being without one of, of these laws. They could be hidden, they could be implicit, they could be uh, suppressed, but they could not be absent. That is very important result of noumachia. So uh, there is always, always uh, hope. When there is the human, one human, two human, there is the hope. Because the human is not about uh, some of the people summarizing of or collect the people. Human, uh, that is something other. That is relation of the individual or empirical uh, human being with the archetype. And the archetype is power. And if you get the access to archetype, you, you are most important at all humanity.